Oh, welcome to the Crazy Ike Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Teddy. No matter where you are, thanks for making this part of your day. Thanks for taking a listen. Follow me across social media at Crazy Ike Fan on Instagram and on Twitter. Crazy Ike Fan Facebook page. What's up, Ike? Do this long time no talk. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope everyone's having a good summer. Whew, it's been a little while, guys. I apologize. Some of you have reached out to me asking me when a new episode's going to come out. How much of the preseason am I going to cover? I do apologize. I took some time off to be with family during these summer holidays and then also uh, got kind of wrapped up in some projects with work. But it's all good. Back here, about a month away from the season kicking off, from the 2023-24 season kicking off here, Uh, Champions League qualifiers, which I'll talk about a little bit later. But how can I not start with this? The biggest news at Ike all summer, the biggest transfer possibly in this transfer window for in Greek football, Ike Gepineda. Honestly, guys, I thought to myself from the from the get-go, it was probably about a 50-50 shot that Ike were able to keep Pineda um, after his loan spell last year and for how much money that um, Celta de Vigo was asking for. Did not think this was going to happen, even for the the record-breaking. So Pineda signed for 6.5 million euros, which makes it the biggest transfer in club history for Ike. Uh, Aside from that, you can't pump money on this player. I mean, we saw him do things last year. We saw him play every position except for keeper, for God's sakes. Uh, So very, very exciting stuff. Honestly, I was away. It was um, close to my birthday over that weekend, so it was a nice little birthday present I got there from Ike, being able to sign Orbelin Pineda. Uh, He's going to be with us tentatively for the next four seasons. You know, he's had a a breakout at the Gold Cup. He's been MVP in a couple matches and has scored, I think, two or three goals to date. Don't quote me on that. I don't remember exactly off the top of my head. But what a signing. What, um, how, how, just, Wow. Super exciting. We're going to see Pineda doing Pineda things, as I said last summer, because I couldn't coin anything more, come up with anything more fancy. Pineda doing Pineda things for at least the next few years at Ike. Um, As I was saying before, I just could not believe they were able to get this deal done. I thought with the quality that he showed at Ike last year, uh, one part where we did get lucky in, the one situation, the manager, the new manager of Celta de Vigo coming in, um, uh, Rafa Benitez, um, you know, he's kind of one of those managers that wants to bring in his own players whenever he comes into a club. So for him, it was probably like, okay, whatever. You know, it, it probably helped, honestly. I don't know why. For me, I don't... You know, I've uh, reached out to some of my Hisp- uh, Mexican friends and have asked, you know, why do you think some of them that follow European football... And I kind of asked a general question. I'm like, why do you think Benitez not getting chances at the... At Celta de Vigo, um, to to both of our eyes, both my Mexican friends and myself, he looks like a very good quality player. Should be playing at a quality league in Europe. Um, you know, they, they, they were kind of stumped at it too. One of the knocks that I heard that I read from various different reports was that he doesn't um, track back on defense. I see him as a, as a great, uh, as a person that definitely... Tracks back on defense. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what the... 
Um, there were other reports saying that a lot of managers did not like the way sometimes when he gives the ball up, he gives it up at crucial moments that opens up the defense. I don't know. I'm just glad he's ours. Uh, this made me so excited and happy because I know how key he was to Ike's success last year. He was coming off literally 24 hours before we, we signed him permanently. He had been voted uh, Super League MVP for the last season. And then if you watch the interviews of any Ike player that has been interviewed since the, the double this past double winning season, everybody, whenever they get the question of who do you think was this year's uh, MVP, everyone would say Pineda. Pineda, Pineda, Pineda. Um, so very exciting stuff. Uh, but let's move on a little bit here. I might come back and say some more stuff about Pineda. Of course, he's not going to be joining the club for probably at least, I mean, I think the Gold Cup finishes this weekend. So you're looking at maybe towards the end of the month, he'll probably take a few days off or like a week off to spend some time with family and then head over back to Athens. But I think he'll be, he'll be definitely a match fit to play in the in the Champions League qualifiers that we have coming up next month. Um, I don't think he's going to pull Levy Garcia. I was really surprised. Let's talk about Levy Garcia for a minute. He played in the Gold Cup. His team, Trinidad and Tobago, was knocked off uh, in the group stages of the Gold Cup, unfortunately. But this guy, I mean, he literally went straight to the Netherlands, took like not even a day, day and a half off. And then there's even talks about him starting in the friendly coming up this weekend against, uh, I want to say it's against Shakhtar, maybe? I'm not 100% positive. I should have checked my uh, my sources or should have tried to remember better who we're playing this weekend. Um, so the bit of bad news, of course, if you haven't heard, the hero of the, the cup match against Balk, who scored that sensational goal there at the end of the match, Paulo Fernandez is basically out for the entire season. Uh, he ruptured his Achilles tendon. Um, very, very difficult for a footballer to come back. They say it's about a seven, eight month recovery, but we're looking before he becomes game fit. Most people that have come out and talked about this, they're saying you're looking at probably a full year before he'll ever be the player he is. We wish him all the best here. Um, I'm sure fam, as you guys can, your hearts go out to him. I mean, uh, just bad timing, man. Bad timing by a player that honestly, besides everyone else that was going to the preseason where Ike are at right now in the Netherlands to have their preseason program and preseason training, this guy was probably one of the most guys I was excited to see next year. Cause I know getting that preseason time in with Almeida to where his staff can work with players a little more how important that is to a manager and how he could gel a little more with the team. I was excited to see what, what the future held for both Ike and Paulo Fernandez. Um, in other news, Zavella's out, uh, kind of a controversial player. The way you look at it, not, I, would, I shouldn't say controversial, controversial in a, in the wrong way, just, Someone that I think, especially the year before last, a lot of people jumped on his back because of how terrible of a season it was for Ike. And um, but he showed his grit, man. He was a he was very well liked in the locker room. 
Um, there was even talks about bringing him back. I don't know if he signed anywhere else, but there was talks about bringing him back or if he wanted to finish his football career, maybe bring him back as a, as a coach. Um, wish him all the best. I mean, just a professional, a guy that if you if you ever watch interviews with him, I've seen uh, two interviews with him, one that he gave to Betarades on YouTube and then another one. Uh, just a guy that you can tell really cares about his craft. Um, but we wish him all the best. In other news, Amrabat. We thought he was gone. The team never officially said goodbye, but he had said goodbye on social media. Come to find out, he's back. He's coming back. The crazy Moroccan is going to be back at Ike for another season, at least one more year. Um, it's good. It's good because, I, like I said, um, I wanted to... Before I had my end-of-season pod, or the last episode that I did, was, which was the end-of-season podcast, I had talked about how important leadership-wise Zavellas and Amrabat are. I'm glad we're able to keep Amrabat, of course, now with not having a winger, not having a backup winger to Eliasson. It left us with pretty much Eliasson and Amrabat. Um, Amrabat, who, despite his age, I think he's 35, 36, is in peak physical condition. Um, you know, there was even jokes around that uh, he just doesn't want to go through the preseason training, which is weird because you hear that a lot here in the States. There's they people joke around about players, you know, they'll hold out on contract talks with their clubs, their teams to, um, because they don't want to go through the grueling event of preseason training, which I think is is kind of false, but also kind of dumb on the player's perspective if, if he's looking to do that. Because you want to get you want to keep that peak physique for the season to come, especially when you're when you're his age. I think it was just seriously, you know, he's had that family issue the past few years that he went back and forth with like last year whether he wanted you know he wanted to go at first until he. Epically met with Almeida, and Almeida changed his mind. Um, but yeah, so we're glad that um, Amrabat is back at Ike. You know, he's a fan favorite. He's a fun player to watch. We signed a young player from Yanana, Pillos. I think I mentioned that in the the uh, the season-ending pod about a month ago. Uh, so Ike are in the Netherlands right now. Before I get to that, let's talk about a little bit about the transfer windows, we transfer rumors. We went through rumors about, you know, Bakambu at the beginning of the, at the end of last season. It's so hard because, sorry guys, I keep getting tongue twisted because football is such a demanding sport where it's like, here in the States, right, in a lot of sports, you have huge amounts of uh, off-season to go, which football, soccer, soccer, as Americans like to call it, it does not take that much of an off season. Um, so it's kind of hard to revert back to last season when last season was literally probably five, six weeks ago. So I apologize for that. But um, uh, so they signed Pillos. Totally lost my train of thought. Uh, anyway, yeah, I was talking about the rumors. The rumors were like Cedric Bakambu. David Luis, you know, you hear a lot over the rumor mill. Um, rumors coming out that Luis Palma, a standout player at Aris, 
is supposedly going to sign for Ike. Uh, we don't know yet. You know, from Adi's perspective, there's still not um, reports. They deny any claims that he's going to sign at Ike. Ike have not really come out and denied that they're going to sign Luis Palma, but they haven't officially said they're going to go after him. I think he would be a good signing, but at a good price. I don't think we should pay the amount of money that Adi's are asking for by any means. Um, another player that we're interested in, Rodolfo Pizarro, uh, reports recently that I that I heard today were that it's a according to Mexican reports. This isn't according to Greek reports. According to Mexican reports, that it's a done deal. Inter Miami have to offload players because of here in the U.S. with a lot of sports, they have salary caps. They would be over the salary cap with signing. You know, they're getting ready to sign Messi and Busquets. So they have to offload some big contracts, and he has one of the big contracts of that team. And the rumor was that they were going to offload him. Today it became official that they informed him that he was going to be dropped from the roster. Um, so Mexican reports are that he's going to sign with Ike. He's an ex-teammate of Pineda's. Also, Almeida worked with him at um, Chivas Guadalajara. Uh, personally, as I've said before, I don't watch very much MLS. I don't catch the games a lot. I don't, and not that I have anything against MLS and I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here, but it's just, I can't get behind it, man. I can't get behind this, the, the system that is American football, American soccer, um, with no promotion relegation. And I mean, basically, if your team is not one of the top teams looking to get into the playoffs, uh, you're stuck watching crap football for no reason. There's no chasing Europe. There's no uh, your team finding off relegation. Um, so there's practically no fun to it. It's fun to go to the games from what I've heard. I haven't been yet, but... From a crowd perspective, they get a lot of crowd at the matches. And that's just simply because, you know, people point to that and be like, well, you know, the, the LA Galaxy and LAFC, they sold out the crowd. Yeah, man, because if you live in this country and that's your only option to go watch a live game, you're going to go to that game. Or me, I live here in North Central North Carolina. If I want to go to an MLS game, I have to go to uh, Charlotte FC, which I don't like because... A week before their season started, they signed freaking Swedeski from Pauk, and they gave money to Pauk. So I'm sorry. I'm going to be Ike Homer and not want to go watch freaking Charlotte FC. And they want to complain about beer showers. Awesome, us. Anyway. <coughs> Tirade over. But, so MLS has this rule where it's a salary cap. Um, like as I was saying before my little tirade there. I haven't really watched Pizarro that much here in the States. I remember him vaguely a little bit. I remember Pineda a little more than Pizarro watching him at Chivas a few years ago simply because of certain highlights that I saw. Um, haven't really watched Pizarro play much. Uh, watched some internet videos that other Ike fans and stuff that I've YouTubed. Uh, he's a good player. He's a good player and he's going to do good at Ike, hopefully. If, if it's true that... Pending next week, he's going to come for a physical. Uh, it's a good signing for Ike. Good player. Loves to play the style of, a, of football that Almeida plays. Has not played in Europe, even though he's a little bit older. He's 29 years old. Uh, can play all the upfront positions. Can play winger. 
uh, can even draw back and play center mid. I think he's listed on one of the either transfer mart or something that I looked at. Uh, he was listed as a central midfielder, but I don't think he plays that role. He plays either right behind the center forward or he plays uh, he can play right wing. Um, one of those like utility guys that Almeida really likes to throw in there. Kind of like Agatsinovic, um, as other people have compared it. That's how I would compare him. Um, but we'll see what happens there. Ike are still looking for a center back. Still have not signed another center back to replace Javelas. But they keep telling us that um, the center back is going to be the quality of Vida and Mukudi. Uh, let's see what happens. Listen, it's funny because last year, when we were at this point of the summer, transfers were re- were very nerve-wracking. And honestly, this is another reason why it took me so long to re- re-record an episode. Because I have so much trust right now in the, the front offices, we call it here, back offices, they call it in Europe. Ike's management, Dulles Pondland, um, that I, as a, as a fan, don't worry about what's going to happen. I know whoever they bring in is going to be quality, even if I've never heard of the player before. They're going to make quality signings. Um, and I have full trust in Almeida and his staff, Corne, um, the Polish guy. Um, just full trust in the staff after last season, after the roster that they put together last season. I'm not saying that, you know, yeah, my expectations are that we gun for the double again. Whether it's going to happen or not, it'll be very difficult. But, you know, I just have trust in them, which last year, come on. I mean, I knew Almeida was a good manager, and I could tell from the very first friendly that this team was going to be different. I remember talking about it, I think it was in one of the first few episodes of the podcast when I first started last year, that we were going to see a, an entirely different football club, an entirely different brand of football being played at Ike this past season. But I also did not have that much trust. <coughs> Gosh, I'm sorry, guys. There goes my coughing spell again. So I, and I'm sure like many of you were probably like, being the fact of what we went through the past few seasons before the double winning year last year, uh, we were all skeptical. We were all like, okay, why is this taking forever? We know we need center backs. We know this center back pairing between Mitoglun Zavellas is just not working out. I have been leaking goals, blah, blah, blah. The list goes on and on. And it, it kept you more engaged in what was going on. Now it's like, you know, yeah, I, I look every day and I listen every day to the Ike reports but I just feel chill, man. I just feel a sense of calm, a sense of, okay, they're going to take care of business. They're going to have this team ready to go. I think Almeida, his staff, the players also know what a big opportunity this is to be able to try to do their best to make it into the Champions League. Um, so let's really quickly talk about Ike in the Netherlands. Not really much besides, you know, the daily reporting, players training hard, blah, blah, blah. Uh, was not able to watch the first two friendlies. I watched a little bit of Ike Antwerp, but was not able to catch. Uh, Ike lost their first friendly to Dinamo Zagreb. Is that? No, they weren't playing Dinamo. Were they playing Dinamo? I might have it backwards, guys. Not Dinamo Zagreb. Another team from Zagreb, anyways. Uh, Locomotive Zagreb, right? 
I could be wrong. I wrote down Dinamo, but I don't know why I wrote down Dinamo. I wrote down Dinamo because Dinamo is one of the teams we might have to play in the... Could it be a team we could be drawn with um, in the Champions League qualifiers? Anyway, so we lost 1-0, but it was the first friendly, you know. Um, Friendlies, listen... They can matter. I know people have difference in opinions about friendly. Some people are like, the result matters to build confidence. You know, a win's a win. And some players do take it that way. Some players take it so seriously. They want to win every time they go out on the pitch. Uh, I tend to fall into the other category of this is something for the coaches to see. The coaches and the coaching staff, just so players can get an opportunity to play see where they're at, see what weaknesses the team has, see what they need to work on, uh, get new transfers acclimated in, bring up some of the youngsters. Um, you know, like Zini over the past two games has had a phenomenal game. I've heard reports that Zini has been great. Zini scored a goal against uh, Antwerp that was phenomenal. Just a very, very beautiful goal. He was able to trap a long ball coming into the box and able to lob it over the keeper's head to score a beautiful, beautiful goal by Zini. And he has stood out uh, in both of these matches. Um, You know, also to make kind of this connection, Ike have sought out players. They have two players on loan from Africa. Don't ask me to pronounce their names. I looked at their names before I, uh, I came on here and I was like, I'm not even going to try to attempt these young guys' names. Um, but it's good that Ike have... You're seeing an evolution in Ike as far as the academy goes. You know, the academy was something that I've talked about on this podcast over and over and over over the past year. And it's, it was a part of the club where I was completely disappointed. Especially coming off of last summer, not this summer, last summer... We have to build good academies. All Greek clubs have to build good academies. It's how you promote players. It's how you get your name out there. It's not just for having good Greek players come through the academy, but like this, tapping into these markets like Africa, South America, it's very good to see. I don't know what's going to be the turnout of these players. I do think Zini eventually is going to be a good player. I mean, for Almeida to put this much trust in the kid where he trusted him in two big matches last year, the two matches that Zini played, and then to have him playing forward um, this year, we're trying him out at the... Um, I think he's, he's played a little center forward, a little right wing, and someone even said, uh, a Nike reporter, and I wish I could remember who it was to give him credit, said that his speed, his sprint speed was faster than Levy Garcia's. And you guys know Levy's freaking fast. So, I don't know. It's just good to see that the team finally in this department of um, of the academy is finally taking steps forward. Um, it's awesome to see that. So, not much going on on the pitch so far. You know, a lot of a lot of players, international players, because of the international competitions that we had going on, joined the team late. Um, just really just hoping this team gets stronger, gets more acclimated to each other. Uh, 
like I said, Levy Garcia came back. Now they're waiting on Pineda, possibly Pizarro joining next week, waiting on the center back. So let's finally talk about, just for a few minutes here, the Champions League draw. The Champions League draw for Ike will happen on July, on the 24th of this month. It's um, Our possible opponents will be Galatasaray, Dinamo Zagreb, Copenhagen, Slovan Bratislava's, Fenerbahce, and Kur- Karabag, which I like to make fun of and kind of, I always used to call them quarterback because it, <laughs> it looks like they're spelling the name quarterback. Anyway, there's just a little joke there for anyone that's around my age that even gets that reference. Um, but let's talk about these opponents just a little bit. I will try to, after the draw, uh, find some film either through YouTube or we have a couple of apps here in the States I could use where I could find uh, old games of these teams from last season, maybe some of the European matches, and check out our whoever the, the team that we draw with so I can report back on what I feel like I can need to do. Obviously, year from year, things change. Um, but I think Ike and Almeida Ike, when they're up and ready for it, you know, people have said Galata. Dinamo Zagreb are probably the two teams that Ike want to try to avoid. I would say they're all going to be tough. They're all going to be tough because, you know, Galatasaray, very good team. I think, if I'm not mistaken, they were champions in Turkey last year. Dinamo Zagreb uh, has had a strong European um, European campaigns and has been a, a mainstay in many European competitions. Copenhagen is solid. Now, if someone was to really ask me who would you take, I would say it's between Finnish Varos and Slovan Bratislava. But like I said, all these teams are going to be tough. And even, I mean, quarterback, I mean, Karabak, uh, we saw what they did last year against Olympiacos. They smashed Olympiacos at home. They might not have the mainstay players. They might not have any players you've ever heard of. But trust me, as I watched them last year against the Backlash, and no disrespect to the Backlash fans out there, but they played great team football. Um, so I need to be prepared for that. But I think any serious Ike team, I would say the other teams right now, unless, I don't know. We'll just have to see who the, what the draw is, man. Like, uh, if we're drawn with Galata or Dinamo Zagreb, I do agree with a lot of people, they would go in as the favorites. But. I would say slight favorites, maybe 60-40, what have you. Um, I think I can surprise a lot of people. I am one person, and I've said this for a long time now, I don't have high hopes that we'll make the group stage of the Champions League, and I hate to be that person. I have a hope with Almeida and his staff and the players that we're putting together and the fact we've gotten Pineda back, and if everyone can stay healthy... This team, I think, could go up against anyone. And what was beautiful last season, at the very end of the season, we saw a team that against Bauk in the cup match can play that style of football if they're against a, a team of much better quality. Like, I don't consider any of these teams a much better quality than Ike. But let's say we make it to the group stage of the Champions League, for argument's sake. And we're going up against Real Madrid. I saw a team that can play defensively, hold their lines, play back if they need to, and then, bam, counter when they need to to score to play against some of the bigger giants in European football. 
which is a good sign. Not just if you make it into the Champions League, even if we're lucky enough to make it into the Europa League. There's really, really good teams in the Europa League now. Um, the bottom line is Ike are going to be playing European football, and that's, uh, that's awesome. That's very exciting. Um, I do think Ike can, can beat any of these teams, whether they will or not. We don't know. Uh, but not much else going on, guys. There's a little bit of basketball news. We got a new coach, and I, I want to say his name is Pizarro, but it's not. It's, uh, gosh, what the heck is this guy's name? He's supposedly like a really, really good coach in European basketball. I don't know him that well. I'm not going to lie. Uh, again, going into basketball news just for a brief second, like I've said before, I don't like this whole Ike changing their roster, flipping their roster every year after year after year. I know it's hard. We're going to compete in the BCL again. Um, but from what I hear, the manager that we got in basketball is, is top-notch. He coached in the Euro League for a number of years. Uh, trying to think if there's anything else, guys, I can cover here. Um, can't really think of any other. I'm not going to go over like all, all of these transfer rumors, all these names of center backs that have been thrown out there all over the place. Uh, just wanted to talk about basically what's going on in the, in the news and what's going on in the preseason and just wanted to get back at it, get the juices flowing again, get another podcast out there, start to get excited for the uh, new season, which is going to kick off with the Champions League qualifiers in less than a month now. It's crazy to be saying that out loud. Um, but yeah, guys, just keep, uh, I'll start trying to post a little more on social media. I've been kind of dormant the past month, like I said, um, Definitely going to, from here on out, at least going to try, I can't make any promises, to do an episode a week or an episode every couple of weeks. Definitely by the time in the next couple of weeks when uh, the Champions League uh, draw is done to cover that, I'll definitely be back probably doing this thing weekly again. Guys, it's been great. Thanks so much for your support. As always, please subscribe. Please leave a rating if you can, wherever you can, you listen to this podcast just so we can get the word out there, just so we can become a bigger family if I can do this. But yeah, forza, gara, que te texana, pume.